I'm Bethany. And I'm Juanita. And together we are Soul to Soul. Happy Good afternoon. Sunday. It's foggy <laughs> up here in Northern California. But it's actually beautiful on the fall day, for sure. It's gloomy. I'm going to go gloomy, but okay. she likes it. So. I like it because all the colors are popping through the fall. It's oh, absolutely nice. Yeah. Got to find some goodness in our goodness in the craziness that we live every day in our life. So, welcome to our podcast. You can find us other places over on Facebook, TikTok. Oops, I'm sorry. Let's do this. Facebook, Instagram. TikTok. <laughs> and then what? right here on our podcast, Anchor Podcast, or you can go over to Spotify, look up podcasts, and go to Soul to Soul Life Coaching. We're trying a new studio today. I, we're trying the truck. <laughs> it is a little, it's a little damp, which makes it kind of chilly at the park we usually sit at. So we're just kind of hanging out in the truck today. So let's get right into it today. If you're over on Facebook or Instagram, even on TikTok, you'll find our beautiful quote. It says, one choice. There's two paths in the beautiful picture. There is kind of a broken heart trying to get mended up. No worries. It said, you are one choice from changing your life. One choice from changing your life. Every decision we make definitely can be life-changing so don't take them lightly let's get right into the reading today it says you have lived chapters in your book and turned the pages it sometimes can be hard not to go back to the dog-eared pages and reread a thing or two those are the ups and downs that have become you at a cellular level you are able to work through the past but not always to get rid of the tools and strategies that helped you through it You are a warrior. Know your truth and live that. If it aligns with others, okay. But if it doesn't, oh well. Always remember, this is your story. You are the creator of your chapters. Publish the greatest work ever written. I love that. So here is kind of where we're headed. There's a lot of things that can be life-changing. Even in the best of what you think is the best, there's always bumps that we don't see. And as you guys know, we take a lot of stuff from our personal lives and really try to make sense of it all and share our experiences. So here goes. So we're teachers and I am going to speak for me. I struggled in the summer to really think about getting back to work getting back to how it has to be, it's full day, what's going to happen if, like there's so many variables. So I was very clear with my husband when we went to Nebraska for um, a family reunion in July. Very clear. I feel unstable. I'm not feeling secure. I'm not feeling my best. And I gave him a prescription to help me out. If I feel sick, I look sick, I say I'm sick, even if I'm not sick, give me my daily dose. Very clear. It's really tricky. He's trying to visit with family. So on the trip in itself was just kind of a learning lesson of don't give people extra stuff when they're really trying to focus on what's in front of them. I understood that. I understood that assignment for sure. 
So we got on the plane on the ride home. I was very clear again. Hey, I want to reiterate. I go back to work here shortly. Want to make sure we're on the same page of A, B, and C because if you work in a school, God bless you. You know that things are ever changing, all these rules and regulations and how you need to do A, B, and C at the beginning of the school year for sure. In our district, it was kind of a hot mess and a lot of unknowns. So you get in there and I'm trying to work through all this stuff. I didn't have all my staff. Um, At one point, my daughter, God bless her soul, she went and got her own teaching job and left me. (laughs) And we had a few um, different people take different assignments on campus or they just left the program in our district altogether. So I have one person in the class who has been with me for a couple of years and everybody else was new. Oh, okay. That was a hot mess. I'm like, okay. (sighs) So then I'm trying to strive at home to be, Hey, I'm not feeling well. This is, you know, I may be erupting on something very small in our relationship, but I need you to give me my daily dose and God love my husband. I do, but there's days that I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I no, uh uh-uh. No, thank you. I gave you my prescription. If you're not giving my me my pills when I'm sick, then you can't be the handler of my pills. And that just really means, you know, you, you can't be in my space. So we've had this discussion since summer. I specifically say I'm still not feeling it. Probably a couple weeks ago, I said, I really just need to take a mental health day. And... If you don't work in the school district, (laughs) if you don't work in the school districts, um, sometimes people can go, Oh, you teachers, you have a cake job. You go to school at this time. You get off at this time. You have weekends off, your holidays off, nights off. Uh, Amen. We worked hard for that. Like we, we worked hard. Yeah. But there's no teacher that goes home at three. Right. Or doesn't take work home with them because sometimes it's easier to grade papers. Sometimes it's easier to set up your lesson plans when you're in the comfort of your own home and being able to at least be present in some of your space at home. A hundred percent. So I said, no, I just really need a mental health day where there's no family at home. I get to just sit at home and either do something or do nothing. Either one is fine with me. And he kind of scuffed at me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that in my back pocket because I'm not really sure I like that. So hence yesterday, I say, hey, some of these things are bothering me. We really need to become a team. My daughter and um, her husband and the two kids have moved in with us because they're looking for a new home. So they're trying to save money. Not a problem. We got space enough just for, you know, them. There's places throughout the house they can be. Mind you, my house is small. It's okay. Because we only use maybe three rooms, maybe four, including the kitchen, of our whole house. And there's quite a few other spaces for people to have living space. So I was kind of getting that. And I'm like, you know, there's a big, you know, dirt ball right in front of you. And you've been here for 20 minutes. How come you haven't picked it up? Oh, I'm busy on my phone. What are you doing? I'm checking scores from last night's high school games. Okay. But I need you to fill the prescription. Give me my doses because I'm not feeling it right now. I'm telling you friends, 
when when someone says they need help it don't matter what they look like on the outside it don't matter what they project hear them when people say I'm not feeling it and they're able to say that take it serious because this has been 24 hours of, of, of sure craziness and I'm not laughing because it's funny I'm laughing because it's almost unbelievable just the transactions that happen and I love that word Juanita told me earlier today when we were talking about it she's like everyone needs to do the transactions in the relationships Here's t- oh, yeah. sorry no, I took that from a doctor I'll give you the name later I can't remember his name but anyway yeah go ahead. so transactions and it didn't occur to me that we are transactioning with each other here's my payment to you for this. This is my, you've done these things. I have this purchase. Thank you. And then on the reciprocal, the same thing. So we need to do transactions with each other, even in the hello, how are you? And not just how is your day? How are you doing? If someone's told you something specific they've been struggling with, how is school going? How is that hard student you're working with? How is your mental health? I know you didn't take that day. How are you doing? Not how is your day? Because the day consists of lots of things. Make it specific. Make it be about that other person you're transactioning. Eye contact, face to face. Don't be talking on your phone. Don't Put down and be about that person so they know that right there I'm important to this person. They've stopped their whole world for even just one minute to check on me. I am that valuable. They're going to stop everything. They're going to put all their stuff down. They're not going to listen. They're going to be right in front of you because you're important. And I feel we forget that. I am in that boat. There are days that I'm walking through the house, but I'm checking on people, making sure. And there's sometimes I have too much on my plate. I can be too fast. I get that. At school, when I say, how are you? Or, hey, how's it going to a teacher? I stop my body. I think about them. How are you doing? And I ask something specific. If it's a grade level, how's second grade going? How's first grade? How was that? Whatever they did, how'd that go? People need to know they're important enough that anyone will stop and take that one minute to really check in. I don't think we do it enough. I don't think we do it enough. No, we don't. We say we're going to do it, but we're too caught up in our own whatever we happen to be doing at the moment. And you're like, well, is that really important that I need to stop and ask, are you okay? But I know... I was suffering just because I was blue over, I don't know, I was just blue. There was just a lot of changes in life that were going through. And my husband and I seeked help. Well, I, again, one of my daughters, her relationship, her spouse decided he didn't want to be a part of a marriage. So she moved in with us. At the time, she was pregnant, and then she already had a six-year-old 
so that was different because my husband and I had already been, you know, it was, we were living together by ourselves for like three years. And so that was different for us. So I was kind of blue because how does somebody walk away from marriage and a children? And then my husband was trying to take over the spot of like, oh, I'm the man of the house. And he was overstepping his bounds. So we would have arguments. So we ended up going to therapy for like eight months. And, you know, but, but we noticed that we both needed help. To where if one person isn't notice the other person is struggling and sinking. Yeah. And, and I feel like I, I'm very vocal. I'm very vocal and I'm very pro me. I've been in a lot of situations in my life that have been dead ends and they've been dungeons for real. It, and we, we both have our stories, I think up on our podcast for our first season. So, and they're really kind of interesting, like how you grow from that and, and to start met like letting your partner know hey this is happening again and I'm going down this road that I've been through before maybe you're not that person but these ideas and these things that you're doing are affecting me in the same manner it's giving me the same vibration and I'm I'm saying friends if somebody comes to you and says this is my truth my experience that I'm having with you it doesn't mean you're doing it intentionally. It doesn't mean you can't change what's going on. It doesn't mean you can't find different tools to come with that person in some way. But if you don't acknowledge that there's a suffering or a hurt from the other person that's giving this to you, if you poo-poo it away or just scuff at it, what happens is you cut that deeper and deeper because then it's I'm not good enough for you to respond I'm not good enough for you to change that little piece that that one tweak may just be what I need we fine-tune our 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 TVs we fine-tune our radios we get the best the HD on our TV we get all this stuff but we don't do it in relationships like where's my button and I've always like and I don't like to use marriage is like a commitment to your job not saying the marriage is a job but but it's a lot of hard work it's you're going to show up for your job every day right you're going to show up on time you're going to do what they ask you to do right or sometimes you're going to do extra right and if you don't in your marriage you show you need to show up every day you need to do what's required in that marriage you can't just nilly willy, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to sit here on the sofa. I'm going to go to work, do what I have, come back, sit here on the sofa. You need to show up for your marriage as you do your other commitments. Yeah. And those, and those write-ups that you get, I love that analogy. The write-ups that you get are maybe equal to those hard conversations or the arguments. Hey, check the prescription check check the 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 manual like check it I mean if I'm and I know people struggle with being able to say that with their spouse but I've been I've been through a lot and I'm very clear because he's never been in a relationship before Bethany yeah he's been in but not like like a not like a solid relationship or a you know give and take relationship but Bethany 
was very, very pacific when she got into this relationship. This is what I want. She wasn't going to settle. Right. And he was there agreeing to all of this. And I'm not talking, I mean, other people are, they agree to this, but then somehow they like get comfortable with other things and don't hold up to, you know, this is what your qualifications were when you signed up for this position. And those were those hard conversations, those evaluations. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. yeah, evaluations of your partner that you should do already. That is just a healthy checkup. You do evaluations. How am I doing in your life? How are you doing in mine? Have the hard conversations. Make the tweaks. Because this is a job. This is a lifelong building opportunity uh, of something amazing. Or it could be, holy macaroni, it could be built on stilts and the first wind takes you out. So I, and I do understand a lot of, um, and he calls them shortcomings. It's okay because he's got some stuff in his past. And and there's a lot of times I'm very aware of that. And I'm very sensitive to that. That being said, I have said to many partners or just relationships in itself if this is not working what can we do to make it work or is this is this like it's lifespan and I guess what what kind of comes about is people are so easy to call quits and I I definitely know that because he's told me that quite a few times you're just easy to throw your hands up and my response is when you signed up for the job you knew the qualifications, you said you had them and that you can agree to do them. Do we need a hundred percent? No, but if you can only do 80%, 75% consistently, then give me a hundred percent of that number you got. There's days we're going to be at 20% because we just ain't got it. And that's okay. Can you give me a hundred percent of that 20% you got? Can you give that to me? If so, then your qualifications meet the requirements. But in the bigger picture, if that's something that is not available and you're just kind of doing, um, talking the talk and, and see if you can walk the walk, then you really set everything up for failure. You know, I, I've said to Juanita, when we started soul to soul, I'm like, I don't know where it's going. I still say, I don't know where it's going. I know I have a feeling it's going to get bigger and there's things that are going to happen. And on this side, it's going to happen bigger on this side, on this other side, it's going to happen bigger on this side. But that choice, the choice to stay focused, to stay in a plan, you can go left or you can go right. There's a lot of things that, that will push you over there. And if you're relationally in something that keeps saying, uh, if you're going left, if you're going on this side, whoops, you're going to go. And I said this in a relationship with, <laughs> was in Colorado. I kept telling God, nope, Lord, I'm, I'm not getting off on that off ramp because that's going to be painful. And he said, sister, let me tell you, honey, you're going to go down four more miles before you hit an off ramp hope you can endure that pain. I'll help you through the pain, but it's going to be painful. I didn't heed to that four or five times. And then finally I said, is it this off ramp God? Because I'm going, I got my blinker on even two miles ahead. I got my blinker on. So you have to know when it is time 
to go left or right. You have to know that choices that you make, whether it's with your spouse, with your friend, with your teachers, with your kids, with your whomever, add that in that place, that you are headed in a direction that's for them and for you, positive and growth bound. If they're not growth bound, then the only thing that you can understand and know is you're going to stay stagnant and small. And I don't think anybody on this planet was ever made to be small. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you're at right now. If you're in a place where you can say, good morning, I'm thinking about you. Hello, how are you? And be sincere and not have it be, that's your habit of just the words, but have the actions behind it be the more impact that impacts this world. I, I There's a couple times that I've really watch people's behavior and, um, and saw different things that I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago about homeless and people were, Oh my God, it's a holidays, homeless people. Okay. So under, let, let me say this. There's a lot of homeless people that I've seen that will open the door to all these places. And, and you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, there's a homeless guy there. He's opening the door for you to get into a store so your hands are full, you got kids, whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. He opens the door. No matter what, there's people opening the doors. And and they do that because they want to earn their money. So they're just looking for a tip for sure. And we look at them in a way of disgust and disdain and judgment. But if you go to the Ritz-Carlson and the the doorman opens the door for you you are there with a tip hmm I, I it's all I think it's all in the way we present what is there and look deeper to find out I'm gonna say for me the answer to some of my stuff was Bethany you don't look sick You don't sound sick. You sound like you're making sense, but it's too much for me. People don't have to look a certain way and be a certain way to need something specific. They just don't. They just don't. And and when people and people, I, I, whoever these people are, and I know they're in my family, I've heard this come up. Stop looking in the past and what we need to understand is your past has made your presence what it is today good or bad the tools that you had to get through whatever you were fighting whatever you were dealing with are still with you those are hard tools to get rid of until you know you no longer need the sword until you know you no longer need your shield Until you know you don't need those things, those things will still be with you. So those relationship pieces, I'll circle all the way back. The relationship pieces, until you have that trust and safety and um, that homestead where those tools can set outside for the world because you don't know that's an unexpected unknown, but you can go into your home and lay that heaviness down and there's no judgment. There is there, there, there is the medicine, there is the comfort, there is all the things that you need 
there whenever you need it. And if you're not serving that at home, just imagine how people feel when they go to the unknown, if they can't get what they need in their safety of their own home. Like, um, I don't know. And it's, uh, and in no way, and in no way am I not saying, I mean, I would hate for people to think, oh, Dave's not really not nice to her. It's just the understanding of what is needed. I feel that's not what's happening. Right. And I know Dave. I only know Dave because he's my brother-in-law through Bethany. It's not like I knew him before. I know tidbits about his life prior to that. And I know we learn from our environment. So, like, my parents were married for a long period of time. And they had a solid relationship. I, I mean, from what I've seen, of course, you know. They're both half. Bethany and her parents had a solid relationship. So she knows what, like, a relationship, give and take, um, you know, exchange our transactions. She knows what it's like. And I think some of us didn't have that good example while growing up or even as an adult didn't see somebody else's relationship. So I know there's, like, tidbits of pieces missing plus you know you grow up and you change and you add stuff like for instance my spouse which is her brother was in the same household as her I met him when he was 17 so and we dated for like a year and a half and then we parted ways and he went into the navy so of course when he went to the navy I mean there's a lot of other stuff that he was collecting along the way differences and and when we connect, reconnected again, I wanted that same person that was, you know, when I had met 17. Right. But he he wasn't that same person because, you know, he had life's experiences. We both did. Yeah. So there's, you know, that was a little different and tricky. And uh, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is we have to grow together so... But we have to, like, the other person needs to be willing to grow. Yeah. If you stay, if you stay, I, I, this is so sad when you see the, the animals when they, they have these and it's animals. it's just not those, day. Yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about people. I'm going to try to get that doctor's name. I have it in my purse. In the, <laughs> in the cages, when they put the dogs in the cages and they leave them in a small cage and they can't grow you ever see that like they're so big like they, their deformities on their on their back on their arms on their leg like there are deformities that are visual and that doesn't even that's their outer appearance that doesn't even mean like what the inside is all about so it's just oh it's just one of those things that you know you just have to be willing to have those and I just love this the transactions of relational being and it can be from the homeless guy just say hi maybe that's what they need to your spouse who you think you know after 20 years check in maybe they have changed maybe something inside has triggered and they're they want a different path and not without you but they need to almost it's like almost asking for permission 
So I, Miss Juanita, is diligently looking. I'm looking. Is it Gil Steinglitz? Yeah, Gil Steinglitz. That's his name. Oh, but very cool. He wrote a couple books, but you know, oh. anywho, that's where I got that from. That is awesome. And just and just think, like if if we thought of every word that we say to somebody has some so much value, like the kindness. The kindness word, like it has so much value to people. It, I think we would all be rich. With amore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just all be rich. Like we would be so rich in the ways that that are meaningful. And, you know, I, I always have this where I, I'm worried about finances constantly because I, I want to never, never but be at the bottom of the But that's something from the past that yeah. she brings from the past stuff has happened back back then and she doesn't want to be in that predicament again always so yeah. and you know like some people don't understand that and but it's they like don't it's, under, they have to yeah. understand that I'm bringing because of this is why this is happening and there's a lot of times that it's a benefit and if you just look at people going when you're in a horrible place oh you're doing that because of this no I'm benefiting the future so I don't know that was a really pretty good um, ramble of. That wasn't a ramble. That was uh, hope on marriages. Yeah, took that from. Thank you. Too. That was really good. So, do your transactions. Make them be kind. Yeah, make those transactions a healthy transaction. Until then, everybody, peace. Keep it soul to soul, friends. Watch us on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>